This is Geek News Central. My name is Todd Cochran, coming to you from the new media production studio. The lead stories are internet service providers. Forgot to click a button. Internet service providers want payments from tech companies again. Vladimir Putin has given the traitor Snowden Russian citizenship. TikTok can keep operating in the United States. And NASA is going to move an asteroid in just about an hour from now. I want to welcome you to episode 1624 of the Geekness Central podcast for Monday, September 26th. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners just like you. Great deals from GoDaddy can be found at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. You can support this show today at geeknesscentral.com forward slash insider. Hey, I want to give a warm, warm welcome to all the new listeners of the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for checking it out. Make sure you get over to geeknesscentral.com. When you're over on the website, follow or subscribe to the podcast. That'll get you connected to the show so that you don't miss an episode. We want you to sign up for our newsletter as well. You'll find that link on the website. There's about 12,000 of you that are subscribed to the newsletter. You get that email every single time I finish the show with all the details of the podcast, including the links. So definitely get signed up while you're over there. As always, you can contact me via email, geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com, and of course, at geeknews on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook as well, and you can join our chat room at geeknews.chat. Or our Discord channel as well. Those links are available, of course, in the show notes. Now, we still have the Slack channel going, so don't be afraid to give me a shout-out if you want to be on the Slack channel. Partner shows are all linked to geeknesscentral.com. This includes a new media show, the Pro Gear Guru site. We've got GNC Week in Review with Scott and Kirk. And, of course, we have the Gadget Professor with the Professor, Mr. Don Bain. Definitely check all those shows out over there. Of course, this show is sponsored by the longest-running continuous sponsor of podcasts. That's our good friends at GoDaddy.com. And before we get into the GoDaddy situation and go into the GoDaddy pitch for you, I do want to thank all of you. Uh, our numbers come in now around the 24th, 25th of the month. And I do want to appreciate everyone that stepped up in the last 30 days. We had another good GoDaddy month, but the new numbers start today. And if you're brand new to the show or you are thinking about starting a website, let's get it going. GoDaddy promo codes for, are available at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And I've got a 30% off new product purchase discount code. I've got a $4.99 pricing on .coms for new customers or those that transfer one in, I've got a $1.99 a month economy hosting. A $1.99 a month economy hosting for the first year includes a free domain name. Also got $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year. Again, $2.99 a month managed WordPress hosting for the first year with a free domain name. Free trial of GoDaddy website builder, your choice of personal business or business plus plans. That's for those of you that are absolutely not at all technical. That's what the GoDaddy website builder is good for. Definitely check these out. Again, 
Geek and Essential listeners save an average of 94% on purchases of GoDaddy hosting accounts and an average of $3.50 on each GoDaddy domain name. Your support of this sponsor keeps this podcast online, allows me to pay the electric, allows me to pay the insurance, everything that goes along with it, and still keep our writing team paid and basically this thing rolling in, in operation. So definitely consider supporting the sponsor of this show by going over to geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Got great savings over there. Great way for you to get online. Start a new business today and do it with a great GoDaddy website service. All right, get her done. Hey, everybody, how you doing? How you been? So uh, interesting weekend for me. Uh, Friday, I, st I had something that was kind of left out. And I stubbed my toe, my my left foot little toe. And oh my God, did it hurt. And by Saturday morning, <laughs> it was black and blue from the tip. And it it's not pretty. It, I, I guess I broke it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go to the doctor, didn't hurt that bad, but uh, I've got a compression sock on that's kind of keeping it down, but boy, oh boy, it looks like I got punched in the eyeball. I mean, it is black and blue, so I've been gimping around here a little bit, uh, but essentially getting prepared for the podcast awards ceremony that's happening on Friday. Of course, uh, as I announced on the last show, we're streaming audio now of the show as well as doing live video. So that's available. The stream is available at uh, live.geeknesscentral.com or geeknesscentral.com forward slash live. That link to that audio stream is there. And we're looping. When we're not live, we're looping uh, four or five shows that I've put into rotation. As I said in the last show, I'm also looking to grow the, the Geekness Central family. So if you want to do a podcast and you want some tutelage, and you want uh, to be part of the family, consider dropping me an email, geeknews at gmail.com, geeknews at gmail.com, and let me know that you're interested and uh, like to have you be part of the family. And we're definitely looking for tech and science shows, that kind of stuff. But my hard drive issue that I talked about in the last show still have not resolved it. I have not been able to get it to reinitialize. Yet the, you plug the drive in and it looks at info and it basically says it, the, the, it's like it is somehow screwed up to the point where, and what I'm going to have to probably do is stick it on a Windows machine. I might get a USB uh, 3 cable and hook it up to a Windows machine and see if I can format it and then reformat it back on the Mac. But the Mac has basically said, I, I don't see this. I don't understand it. Uh, my little... Uh, utility tool can see it's there, but it's, it shows up that it, it is, it is jacked. <laughs> it is jacked big time. I did something to it, but uh, anyway, um, hope you're all doing well and uh, got a great show lined up for you today. And um, I've got lots to share, but first things first, I want to look here. I got to 500 sats uh, from a listener of the show. Thank you for that. Got uh, uh, 5,000 sats from uh, Tim. 
and then the rest of the sats that come in for the new media show. So we did get some sats that come in for those of you that are starting to use the fountain app or a new podcast 2.0 podcasting 2.0 application. Uh, for the new media show tomorrow, we are going to have a, um, or Wednesday, excuse me, we're going to have uh, Dave Jones on, part of the Podcast 2.0 initiative. We'll be talking with him. Should be a great discussion about podcasting. So before we get into the full stack of stuff, NASA's delayed the Artemis 1 moon mission for a third time as a tropical storm approaches. And we know that uh, those of you in the Florida area know my daughter is uh, headed north uh, and she's going up to her brother's house in either, I think South Carolina or North Carolina. She's in Tampa uh, along with uh, Tess, my my first ex-wife. She's there. I don't know what they're doing. I'm assuming they're all leaving town. Uh, but yeah, over in, uh, on the other side, NASA has delayed this launch. I don't know if I'm assuming they have taken the, uh, the spacecraft back to the barn. I, I would expect, but, uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what happens after this storm blows through what they do with the, with Artemis one. Of course, any of you that are in the Florida area. On the uh, Gulf side, uh, definitely uh, thoughts and prayers with you as you get ready to deal with this storm as it moves in later in the week. But uh, we'll be keeping an eye out on that. In a more, I you know, I guess I'm not surprised in this one here. But we know that Vladimir Putin has granted Russian citizenship to former NSA contractor Edward Snowden, the the traitor. Um, and you know, you all know my thoughts on this, this individual, this, this piece of piece of, uh, uh, a turd and, um, Snowden is one of 75 foreign nationals listed by decrees being granted Russian citizenship. The degree is published on an official government website. And of course, uh, he was granted permanent residency in 2020 and said at the time he planned to apply for Russian citizenship without renouncing US, his U.S. citizenship. Uh, according to the United States, you, you can at be a dual citizen. Um, they don't, the United States doesn't recognize it. So in the United States' eyes, until he renounces his U.S. citizenship, in U.S. eyes, he is a U.S. citizen only. Russian, Russian citizenship gives him whatever happens there in Russia and good luck being in a communist country and doing your thing over there and being underneath that tyrant. But um, I, I just uh, can't believe after all these years, he's still, he's still breathing free air. Um, I would have expected based on what he did to be a six foot under, to be honest with you, but uh, I do not have... Uh, any love for this guy at all? None, zero. I know some people do. Some people think what he did was uh, heroic, but he was an absolute traitor to this country. And um, uh, that's that's where I stand. And and I, I won't be changing my opinion on that at all. So, uh, yeah, Putin, you can have that, that piece of crap. You can have him, keep him. And... Uh, don't let him around any of your computers, though, because uh, he, he might just try to post something more online. 
TikTok can keep operating in the United States under deal being worked out with the president. Negotiations could still go on for months as security risks are weighed. Apparently, the administration is close to arriving at a potential solution for people with knowledge of the discussion. Over the past few months, says the administration has drafted a preliminary agreement with TikTok to resolve national security concerns. Because the negotiation is confidential, all sources requested anonymity and not yet as much known. However, there are three main areas of change in the current draft. The first focuses on preventing China-based employees from accessing American data. The second is designed to block Chinese propaganda or disinformation campaigns by granting U.S.-based Oracle power to monitor what's recommended by a logarithms. And the last provides some oversight by forming a TikTok board of security experts that oversee TikTok's U.S. operations and reports directly to the U.S. government. When are we going to do this for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? If we're going to do this for TikTok, why don't we do this for these other big social media platforms? When are we going to consider Facebook, Twitter, and all these other platforms a national security risk for privacy and everything else? We do realize here that one of the main reasons TikTok has had so much trouble is they're taking hundreds of millions of dollars away from Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising dollars are moving off those platforms and going into ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. TikTok stirred up controversy when a BuzzFeed news report showed in June that China-based employees had access to U.S. user data that should have been restricted. BuzzFeed's coverage triggered more public scrutiny on how the president was approaching the TikTok problem. Back in June, a TikTok spokesperson told BuzzFeed, we, we know we're among the most scrutinized platforms from a security standpoint, and we aim to remove any doubt about the security of U.S. user data. So... They couldn't answer all questions in their latest hearing either. They were political speak. So we'll see. Of course, any agreement reached will be need to be approved by the Committee on Foreign Investment. But let's just follow the money. Follow the money, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we always have to look. And what's, when are we going to have scrutiny on these other platforms just as much as there is on TikTok? At the same time, TikTok faces a $29 million fine for failing to protect UK kids' privacy. So, of course, they're pulling in billions, so let them check at the back of the sofa for, you know, $27 million has fallen into the cracks. UK's Information Commissioner on Monday said it issued a notice of intent to TikTok and its TikTok Information Technology UK entity alleging the Internet Goliath breached British rules between May of 2018 and July of 2020. And they were going to penalize TikTok 29 million. Of course, TikTok did not respond. So again, who's talking to the politicians? That is the question I like to ask. Who's What lobbyists are in Washington, D.C. and in the U.K. and the parliament saying TikTok is evil Let's get rid of them. Let's penalize them because they're hurting our business. 
That's where I'm thinking. All right. Big event happening here in a little bit. Move over, Bruce Willis. NASA is shoving an asteroid to test planetary defense. And this is about ready to go down. The dark spacecraft is approaching the two asteroids. And, uh, of course, in the Bruce Willis movie, nuclear weapons was the go-to answer for incoming space objects. But we're not going to do that at all. What are we going to do? We are going to whack it. So, with a, they're going to whack it with a spacecraft. They're scheduled to smack into the asteroid at 7.14 p.m. Eastern. So, just about 35 minutes from now. The impact will be the combination of NASA's double asteroid redirection test, more than 300 million effort, which launched a space vehicle in November of 2021. So I wonder if we're going to get to see this. The target asteroid called Dimophorus, excuse my punctuation, I probably got it wrong, or enunciation, 7 million miles away, poses no threat to Earth. It's about 525 feet across. And um, instead, the impact should slightly shorten the time it takes this asteroid to orbit's bigger asteroid pal. Right now, a full circuit takes 11 hours and 55 minutes. The dark impact should change the path so it moves closer to the big asteroid and takes less time to go around, doing so perhaps every 11 hours and 45 minutes. The two asteroids so far away that telescopes see them as a single point of light. So are we going to get to see something here? Now, the spacecraft is going to hit it at 14,000 miles per hour. A smaller spacecraft nearby will be watching will send images back to Earth over the following days. Telescopes on all seven continents, as well as space telescopes like James Webb, will all view the collision in its aftermath for weeks, making observations that will let astronomers precisely measure how the asteroid's path got altered. So uh, I think if any of us got hit by something moving 14,000 miles per hour, we'd move too. So... Uh, Anyway, about the time this show wraps up, it's about the time the big whack is going to happen. And I, I don't know how long it takes a signal to get back to NASA, but probably nasa.gov will probably be a good place to see what's happening with this if you're watching the show live tonight. It's been a while since we heard this next topic, and it really it irritates me to no end. I pay... Because I'm a business, I think my ISP bill here, because I'm forced to have a package, I have television and I have telephone and I, I have a triple play package because to get it, to get just the ISP part, just to get internet service was more expensive unless I did the triple pay play. Don't use the phone. Don't use the cable. And Yet, I pay them a big amount of money. I pay, very happily pay Elon Musk and Starlink $110 every month to have internet service at the house. And I don't think Starlink's involved in this, but in ISP, as ISPs seek payment from big tech, Google is criticizing sender pay model. So Google objects to a EU 
when they mull whether tech giants should fund telecom network expansion. Big tech companies shouldn't have to pay for internet service providers' network upgrade costs, a Google executive said today amid a push in Europe to have tech companies pay for broadband expansion improvements. Introducing a sender pays principle is not a new idea. We've talked about that here many years ago. And would upend many of the principles of the open internet, these arguments similar to those we've heard, I guess, 10 years or more ago. And we've not seen new data that changes the situation, said Matt Britton, president of Google's EMEA business and operations. Britton pointed out that Google already invests in network infrastructure on our own in collaboration with others, reducing the strain on networks and network operators. They say we carry traffic 99% of the way, bringing it closer to users and make it more efficient for our telco partners. In November 21, the CEO's 13 largest European telecom companies called on tech giants to pay for a portion of the internet provider's network upgrade costs. Yet, we continue to pay them for this exact service. And sadly, EU regulators, who are absolutely insane to begin with, are taking the idea seriously. The European Union's executive body will launch a consultation early next year on whether tech giants should bear some of the cost. Reuters wrote on September 9th, citing a statement by EU Commissioner for Internal Market, Thierry Britton. Britton said the consultation would be launched in the first quarter of 2023 and take five to six months, and the European Commission will make the proposal after that. The new push requires payments from tech companies has been expected for months. And the idea drew protests from 54 members of the European Parliament. Large cell companies have tried to decades require compensation from content providers providing access to customers despite the fact that telecom companies are already being paid by all of us. And Google talks about its own network investments. And of course, the FCC considers a universal service fund changes to expand into unserved or underserved areas. The fund has been paid Americans through fees on their phone bills for decades for landlines. The latest USF contribution factor is 28.9% of end users' revenue from interstate and international telecommunications. About 82% of companies that contribute to the USF pass costs on to end users in the form of a line item. So, of course, I just, it's just, it's ridiculous in my opinion. Hey, if you're watching live on any of the uh, Twitch on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you may be, Twitter, make sure you say hello, check in and say hi. I'm seeing people popping in and out live today. You can tell Amazon is certain apps. Amazon is holding a prime early access sale on October 11th and 12th. Well, what they want to do, this exclusive deals for members will be in 15 countries, Austria, Canada, China, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Turkey, the UK, and the United States. The company says the event will give Prime members a chance to kick off holiday shopping season early with hundreds of thousands of deals. New deals will drop throughout the event across all top categories, including electronics, fashion, home, kitchen, pets, toys, and, of course, Amazon devices. 
They want to take every penny they can out of your local shop's business. I, I'm, you know, I've bought a few things on Etsy lately, and you have to look. You have to be careful who you're buying from. But I, I'm pretty big fan of buying from Etsy creators. If you haven't shopped Etsy for Christmas gifts, or birthday gifts, or that kind of stuff. I think the stuff in a lot of stuff in Etsy has this personal touch. Maybe you're not a crafts and arts person, but I think Etsy makes a great place to go buy those kinds of gifts. I find Navy memorabilia, all kinds of cool stuff on there as well. So lots of options on Etsy. It's being reported Apple may release 15 inch MacBook Air, new MacBook Pro, and more in 2023 and a new M3 chip. Not surprised. We'll see what happens here. And uh, apparently they're getting a jam-packed slate of products prepared for 2023. Of course, who knows what's going to happen with the economy in 2022 to 2023. Now, are you an audiophile? Well, Marantz readies a new 8K cinema receiver for 2022. The company is leaving the entry level behind with a new line of luxury home cinema projects. They've unveiled six new components AV line, now called the Cinema Range, with, with more 8K compatible inputs, a sleeker design, and prices starting at $1,200. All the models bar the power amp, includes the features such as Dolby Atmos, DTSX, HDMI 2.1, and Heo streaming built in. Unlike sister brand Denon, which released its own line of AVRs last week, there are no longer any budget entries in the Marantz lineup. So $1,200 for a nice, shiny Marantz system. And uh, they're pretty, but for 1200 bucks, come on now. Airlines would have to give out refunds for busted Wi-Fi under proposed rules. The administration is proposing a host of new rules to require more transparency about all the added fees for air travel, which could have a huge impact on how we all fly. Well... <laughs> You know, yes, it, it, the rules are part of a slate of changes. It's proposed to make that basically is going to show how your tickets broke down. Airline passengers deserve to know the full, true cost of their flights before they buy a ticket. The new proposed rule would require airlines to be transparent with customers about the fees they charge, which will help travelers make informed decisions and save money. Under the proposed rule, U.S. and foreign airlines, as well as third-party online ticket sellers and aggregators, will be required to clearly disclose passenger-specific or itinerary-specific baggage fees, change fees, cancellation fees, and family sitting fees to consumers whenever fare and schedule information is provided. Under existing rules, passengers are entitled to a fee refund if bags are lost but, but not when delayed. Also, customers do not typically receive refund for unreliable Wi-Fi, and when refunds are warranted, airlines and other third-party companies are usually very slow in giving them out. According to the U.S. Department of Transportation, Office of Aviation Consumer Protection, which recently conducted an investigation of 10 airlines, office is now pursuing enforcement action against them for extreme delays in providing refunds for flights. The airlines canceled for cynically changed, the department said. So there you go. Australia is going to overhaul privacy laws after massive data breach. 
this is this is a big one. Companies will be required to share user data with banks to prevent financial fraud, the prime minister said. Now, in Australia, this kind of cross-sharing of information has not been allowed. It's been illegal. The policy announcement was made in the wake of a huge data breach last week, which affected Australia's second largest tele company, Optus. Hackers managed to access a vast amount of potential sensitive information on up to 9.8 million Optimus customers, close to 40% of the Australian population. So they intend to overhaul this policy so any company suffering a data breach will be required to share details with banks about customers who have been potentially affected. Under current Australian privacy legislation, companies are prevented from sharing such details about their customers with third parties. So it kind of makes sense. So this data is out there. People are trying to sell it. They're trying to sell it for how much? Uh, 150000 Australian dollars. Oh, they have an extortion price of $1 million to keep the data private, to be paid in the Monero cryptocurrency. And they release a free sample of files, which they said contain full addresses and information of 10,000 Optus users. Well, it's just ongoing. Walmart arrives on Roblox for the first time with two new virtual worlds to engage young shoppers. I, I'm not familiar with Roblox, but they're going into the metaverse with Walmart Land and Universe of Play. These are for kids. Huh. This is another step for reaching our customers. Other retails on Roblox include Nike with Nike Land, American Eagle Outfitters, and Ralph Lauren. Is this for teens or for... The world trolls are aimed at younger Walmart customers and let Roblox players collect new virtual merchandise, play games featuring toys and characters, earn toys from a blimp, attend live concerts, win fashion competitions, and more. Please, someone tell me about this. Roblox, R-O-B-L-O-X. Love to hear your thoughts. Hey, Toby, thanks for checking in and saying hi. If you're watching live, make sure you say hello. Definitely appreciate it when you do. Apple Music becomes the official sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show. Pepsi, which has had it since 2013, is no more. So move aside, Pepsi, the NFL, and Apple announced that Apple Music is official sponsor Super Bowl halftime show as part of a multi-year deal. And uh, so this will be the first time that Apple is going head-to-head, and what they're doing here is they're trying to trying to take away from Spotify. I, I like Apple Music. I really do. I prefer Apple Music much over Spotify. Maybe it's an age thing. I just get better playlist i really do so apple's a pretty long history with the super bowl strictly from an ad side having run commercials during the event since its iconic 1984 spot when the first apple macintosh personal computer was born so uh uh good on apple for signing the deal spending some of those billions of dollars you've got Elon Musk apparently was texting Larry Ellison into the early morning hours just before announcing his Twitter purchase was on hold, a new court filing said. Of course, Larry Ellison had pledged $1 billion to the deal. Twitter's arguing Musk's legal team is withholding text messages and subpoenaed related to the deal. 
And Musk's phone records show that he exchanged multiple text messages with Oracle co-founder on May 12th through 12.20 a.m. on May 13th. That's about four hours before announced on Twitter that the deal was in limbo pending information number of spam accounts. So uh, we'll see if these uh, tweets are going to be filed at all. And uh, time will tell what's going to happen there. So I'm sure Larry Ellison will probably be called to testify. U.S. Department of Energy has $42 million to make data center cooling more efficient. $42 million is not much considering how much power is going in and how much cooling is going into data centers. This fund will come from the DOE, Department of Energy's Advanced Research Project Agency, ARPA-E. It will seek to overcome tech barriers holding back development of high-performance, energy-efficient cooling solutions for data centers. I'm gonna, hey, I got a solution for data center cooling. <laughs> Move them to Australia. I mean, for Antarctica, <laughs> not Australia. Move them to Antarctica. <laughs> I know, doesn't work, but it is kind of funny, right? You need cool, you want to solve the cooling issues? Send them to Antarctica. Lego has unveiled a 6,187 piece Mandalorian Razor Crest set. 6,187 pieces. Folks, you got way, way, way too much time on your hands. How much is this thing going to cost? $600. The model is 50 centimeters wide and 24 centimeters tall. It costs 600 bucks. That's a lot of money. How come it takes 6,187 pieces? Really? Please, do you, do you build, any of you build these? Do you glue these things together so they can't come apart? Or, or what do you do when you put these kits together? Because I think if I was going to put these things together, I'd put them together with super glue so no one could ever take them apart. Or do you just snap them together? I, I don't know. It just seems to me like you're going to spend the time to put 6,187 pieces together? Holy smokes. It's like It's not like you can see inside the thing. Does it really take that much? I don't get it. Netflix is building its own game studio. How many of you played games on Netflix? They're forming an in-house game studio in Helsinki, Finland, to create world-class original games without ads or in-app purchases. So there's a lot of great game talent on the planet, and according to Hel Helsinki is a place. So it's going to be several years before we see any of that. But do any of you play Netflix games? According to bleepingcomputer.com, AdWare and Google Play and Apple Store installed 13 million times. And they found 75 applications between Google Play and 65 on Google Play. Oh, no, 75 on Google Play and 10 on Apple App Store engaged in ad fraud. They were installed by 13 million customers. So uh, if you... If, you have automatically had the app removed in in your your uh, 
your iPhone, but in, unless you've got a certain switch turned on called Play Protect in Android, if you don't have that turned on, it won't be automatically removed. So just be aware. California, New York, and other U.S. states take action against crypto lender Nexo. They issued a cease and desist against the, the lender over its crypto interest-bearing accounts. Department of Financial Protection Innovation considered these accounts securities. New York Attorney General announced a lawsuit against Nexo accusing it selling unregistered securities. Another U.S. state regulators, including Vermont, are pushing actions against them as well. So as of July 31st, 18,000 California residents have active earned interest product flex or firm term accounts holding investments totaling at least $174 million. Nexo violated the law and investors trust by falsely claiming as a licensed and regulated platform, Nexo must stop its unlawful operation, take necessary action to protect its investors. That was released in a statement. So where are they based out of? In the email, Nexo co-founder Antonio Chenchev told the block, we have been working with U.S. federal and state regulators and understand their urge given the current market turmoil. So is he outside the United States? I'm going to think it, he might be. All right, this one, I don't get it. RVs, at least when I went to an RV show here, it, well, I went down in Indiana to look at one. They were beautiful. Some require a fifth wheel to pull them. Some, you know, some of them are really, really nice. And I think the most expensive one that I saw was not even $100,000. And it was massive. It was like a house. And it was winterized. You could live in it year round. I mean, it was, it was nice. And there's a lot of people now because of the cost of rent and everything else that's going on, they're buying RVs and living in RVs because they can't afford a home. They can't afford um, rent. So they're buying RVs. And, and so there's a new 310,000 all electric luxury RV that has heated floors and Elon Musk internet. And, I, and I, when I looked at this, I thought to myself, 310,000 for this, this thing is ugly. It's ugly. And it, it looks like a tin can. It doesn't, it, it's, to me, it's not a luxury RV. It's like an Airstream almost. And I know they're selling brand new Airstreams. I just saw a YouTube video of this. I didn't realize that they were making brand new. Uh, and the one I saw that was on a video was a, a Pottery Barn design. It was beautiful. That, that RV was fantastic. And I, I was blown away by it. And the reason that people bought it was simply because, yeah, they can't afford rent. Much cheaper to have an RV, put it someplace, plug it in. Um, but 310,000 people, come on now. If you have more money than cents here, 310,000 gets you almost halfway to a class, I think a class one. Why, why would you spend this kind of money on this thing? 
310,000. It's, it's not even, it's a 27 foot trailer. You can buy a 27 foot RV, put solar panels on it and still be in for less than 70 grand. You can get off grid multiple ways. I don't get it, but some people fools in their money. Fitbit users will be forced to migrate to Google account by 2025. Google's acquisition Fitbit and its rebounding of health tech as a company Fitbit by Google. Basically requires all of users to move by 2025. Some will have to move by 2023. So uh, just be aware if you're a Fitbit user, Google owns your data now. There's an app that's been talked about, Checkmate. Checkmate captures all your shopping deals so you don't have to. The more coupon codes we can find for online shopping, the better. Marketing channels have been saturated and everyone's trying to figure out their own channels. So uh, Checkmate is a company started 18 months ago that aims to keep in against other deal aggregators like Honey, Capital One Shopping, Vetted. Provide a shopping tool that gathers all online discount codes, gift cards, and personalized deals for your inbox. I'm very horrible at at uh, doing coupons. I don't get them. I know a lot of you probably get do a lot of coupon clipping in this economy. It's very important. So I may check this out. How many of you use Checkmate, or what are you using? What what app are you using to uh, to find coupons? And finally tonight, Lifehacker, what's new on Amazon Prime in October? So the list is out. Link will be up in the show notes for you to check it out. Um, going back to the last episode, I got an email from Greg. He says, and this is about alcohol detection equipment in cars. He says, as someone that does not drink alcohol, drink alcohol, why should my next vehicle purchase include the additional expense and inconvenience of this monitoring equipment? The first generation is bound to be buggy. The primary purpose of any vehicle is to get you from point A to point B. The alcohol detection is all about disabling that primary purpose. I agree. I'm not a fan of this. Um, of this, it's like Big Brother watching all over your shoulder. I don't like Big Brother watching all over my shoulder. And if I have a vehicle that is forced to have that type of technology in it, I don't know. I might be driving old vehicles for a long time. I, I just, uh, I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. But I understand those of you who have been affected by a drunk driver probably have very much, very different opinions on this. And I respect that. But uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think I like it either. I don't like Big Brother doing things like this. Okay, so uh, we're getting here to the end. So, um. It looks like I've only got one international trip. I made a determination on the other one, not going to be able to go. I was potentially going down to Brisbane. I'm not going to that based on cost, time, and everything else. But I am still going to Riyadh. I'm going to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, there will be um, a few shows missed. Now, just to give you guys an update on my schedule here. Next week, there will be no Thursday show on October 6th as I will be in Reno at a military reunion. And then I'll be back with you the week of the 10th for a full week of content.
But somewhere around the 16th or 17th of October, I will be flying out to Riyadh and I'll be speaking at a conference and then I'll be back. I'm sure that whole week is going to be shot. Um, I would fully expect it to be. So it just gives you a little bit of an update. And then back on the 24th for a uh, a regular week of content. Matter of fact, I got to be back. Got a dentist appointment <laughs> the 24th. So um, you lose a day and a half or so going, but you gain it coming back. So, um, but anyway, I probably will be out that entire week of uh, October 17th. But from there on through, I think I'm here with you all the way through Christmas and New Year's and then CES. I don't think there's anything major coming up. We'll see. Anything could pop off at any time. But uh, that's kind of what it's looking like for my forthcoming schedule. So uh, lots of interesting things are in the works. A lot of things happening with me. But uh, anyway, we all take care. Thank you for being here. I'll be back with you on Thursday for another edition of the Geek Central Podcast. Be safe. Watch out for one another. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.